The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dane and Derek. I'm Derek, and you probably know by now that I make movies and play a lot of tabletop games. Joining me, as the title would suggest, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane. Uh, I write... Uh, I do some audio stuff. Uh, I love tabletop RPGs. Um, uh, yeah, heading to law school soon. That's 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 me. Yeah, sort of, in a in a bullet bullet point sort of way. <laughs> I don't know if that's the proper order of bullet points anymore, but you know, here we are. I mean, eventually you'll be like, "Hi, I'm Dane Fogdahl, law student," and then it'll play like an anime intro and then you'll have a voiceover and you'll be the pro tag of this <laughs> law school drama anime show <laughs> i bet that exists i mean it, it totally does ace attorney um yes yeah that totally yeah. exists um, hi i'm Phoenix Wright, the ace. real ace attorney <laughs> i'm kidding I've, I've never played these games i mean either no I, <laughs> I honestly i don't know if i'm ever going to identify as like um a law person first like i I really don't um hi my name is dane fogdahl human first law person second (laughs) law man second yeah maybe that's why they put the esquire at the back Uh Um, oh wow yeah dane fogdahl esquire esquire Um, that sounds so cool man um good luck getting that esquire it sounds dumb um It's like being like, I am Lord Dane Fogdell. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. It's I exactly like that. Of the town of Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Bow before For me, me. in Like, yeah, no, it's so dumb. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I got, I'm excited to do it and I, and I'm like, I'm really excited to go, but like, I don't, I don't think it would ever be healthy to attach myself so strongly to to that that yeah. sounds like a bad work-life balance from the start yeah um, yeah you, you you don't you don't want to be like at like a i don't know like a parent teacher conference and they're like mr fogdahl no i'm sorry it's mr dane fogdahl comma esquire yeah. you don't ever want to yeah, be you like don't that. want to be, you don't want to be that person <laughs> it's like the same it's like the same thing if you're like if you get like a doctorate and you insist that people call you doctor blah 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 right like mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's just not it, it's not the mode, so to speak. No, no, no. Um, so, but, I mean, I guess yeah. this kind of ties into today's topic: submissions, mm-hmm. submitting to things. Uh, I submitted quite a few applications. And I can it was imagine a doozy. Yeah, um, yeah. So this came out of another episode. I think it was the film festival episode. Uh, yeah, it totally was. And we're kind of opening it up to the broader submitting to publications, festivals, college apps grants yeah i guess yeah. like really anything where you have to fill out an application and effectively sell yourself and explain to people level. why you deserve to be here yeah long story short i have done three rounds of college apps in my life uh i currently am not doing a lot of submitting for uh writing publications but there was a period of time uh roughly from like 22 to 24 i've had to take like covid basically just like shut this stuff down but like um for me at least um where i was submitting really regularly to um writing publications 
and like i guess like job apps sort of counts in the past i've done submissions for like grants and things um but my big my big overall take with submissions is uh they are a skill like anything else and you can get really good at them and what i mean by getting good at them isn't necessarily just like oh get good at a cover letter and like talking to people about this stuff and and feeling okay about selling it but like you need to be good at getting rejected like yeah. that is like the key thing like if you can get good at handling rejections you can get really good at submitting to stuff yeah um and until you do submitting is going to suck like it is mm-hmm. going to suck hard yeah um especially when you have to pay money to submit somewhere oh my god yeah that's the fucking oh worst. yeah um i so um so i so so law school for me was a, a really positive experience with submissions i got accepted five out of six places i applied to um with the one that being rejected me was uh stanford so you know uh yeah. was reaching there um on the other hand like with getting published um in journals and stuff with my poetry and fiction and stuff uh that is more like a 90 percent rejection if not 95 yeah um and i'm very proud of this i got to a point with that where like every rejection just sort of like started feeling less like a um it started feeling less like a oh god they didn't they didn't like it or to me like cool great next step i'm i'm one step closer to the next one right like this yeah. like very different it had a very very different feeling to it uh-huh. um uh and so like getting to that point felt really good it got to the point where and this is something i'm like man i really got to get back on this it got to the point where i actually kind of enjoyed submitting my work to um publications like i i enjoyed mm-hmm. that process because it felt like progress it's like i did the work i'm proud of it and now i've sent it off and i'm gonna receive probably mostly rejections here um and i think something that's really hard about submissions particularly around art um like it's a little it's a little easier with like a college app where it's like well guess my grades just weren't good enough for like any number of things right yeah with art you're like this is me oh you didn't like me Uh okay like you know there's something that can be really brutal about that and it takes a really long time to like learn that like yeah you it it, it's nothing against you and your work often might be good but like fit is everything and you know they see a ton of stuff like frankly the most of the time when you're rejected it's not that like there wasn't value or they didn't like your work it's we have we had a hundred submissions and five spots Mm -hmm. and we picked the ones that were the perfect fit um like something i often think about is like um how like if you if you write horror um or made a horror short film and then submitted it to a generic film festival it might literally be the best film that gets submitted to the shorts. It might be. And odds on, 
you're probably not going to get in. Right. You could be the best thing, but if you put it in the wrong place, it's never going to work. Like, like think about, uh, and like, think about like you and I did a ton of work um, receiving films and looking them over uh, when we were at the Boulder International Film Festival. Think about how many we just put aside because not because they were bad or we didn't think that they were good, but we were just like, this isn't the right one. It's not the right one. There's a lot yeah. of value to it, um, but it wasn't the right, right Fit. film because yeah. we had goals, exactly. right? Like we were like trying to put on a youth film festival. And so like, if like we watched some really good films and we were like, people under 25 are not coming to this. Right. It's yeah. not going to work. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, um, and learning, like getting to the point where not only do you know that intellectually, but you feel it enough that when you get that rejection letter, it's not demoralizing. It's like, great, good information. Maybe I'll try with this place again with a better, with a better piece or maybe just was the wrong fit period great i've learned a lot that it's that it's, it feels like a like progress and not like a hit is super hard yeah. i've talked a lot you have had a, a lot of experience with that recently yes very much recently yeah i mean yeah i i, I agree with your sentiment that applying to festivals and submitting your work around is a lot harder than college apps like oh, i yeah. sent in like i don't know 15 20 college apps and i got into like three places and i was not as heartbroken about it as my parents were um yeah because it's like oh uh, yeah i know I, I didn't have the grades for it why did i even try to apply like mm-hmm. you know like i have significantly below averages on everything um and uh but when it comes to festivals especially right it's like because you know like you spend a lot of time and money making a movie Mm-hmm. And then you put it into a bunch of festivals and you have to wait until it's oh, out of that circuit sucks. to put it out. And you spend maybe an extra like grand or two, depending on how many festivals you submit to. Uh-huh. Um, and even that is like a game, right? Like like what you were saying, it's like the idea of knowing where your film might best fit is really important. And that's really hard. Like in a lot of ways, like there's a reason why like big studio films start with what's their target audience. And then they make a film to appease that audience. You kind of have to think a little bit about that when you, when you're submitting to like a festival or like a publication, you have to think like, does this piece, is this piece going to, you either have to like know what publication you want to get into and make a piece that, you know, fits with it or have a piece and then be okay putting it in anyone in publications that are better suited for it. Like, right. Right. When I made, like, the difference between making Synagogue and Heroes Pizza was very different. Like, Heroes Pizza, I was like, I just want to make a really good short film. I'll figure out where to put it later. Yeah. And that, you know, it shows. I only submitted to, like, six or seven festivals, and I only got into one of them. Mm-hmm. And the one that I got into was, like, a new filmmaker's festival. So mm-hmm. it worked out. It They were looking for scrappier DIY films. And all the other festivals I submitted to didn't get into. Um, and that's okay. Um, yeah where synagogue i was like this film probably won't play at any like regional festivals but it will mm-hmm. probably play at, at at any asian american circuit festival yeah. and so i pretty much exclusively submitted to asian american film festival circuits i submitted to a handful of bigger shorts film, film festivals um mm-hmm. i already got one rejection from one of them and it was honestly kind of nice it was like okay cool i i it was a very validating to the sense of like, oh, I played the game right. I knew that it wasn't going to get in, but I still tried. And hey, the programmers were nice enough to give me tickets to come to the festival. 
to come watch yeah. some movies. That's really cool. Like, yeah. Like yeah. that's great. I, so it's like sometimes rejection is like really cathartic and really rewarding because like it can reward that you knew even though you, but you still tried, right? Yeah. I, I, I am thinking in you, when you're talking about that, about some rejections I've gotten from uh, journals where they said a couple of things like where they might've given like a slight critique or, or a couple of times I've had someone be like, Hey, this wasn't the right piece, but would you submit again? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, whenever someone says that, whenever there's a response beyond no, I'm always like, that might be even better than a yes. Exactly. Because um, you're that's built information. Exactly. I can do something with that. Exactly. You can do something with that. And most importantly, right. When you're submitting to these publications and you're submitting to festivals and you're submitting anywhere, you're building a relationship. And that's mm-hmm. something that like college apps, you don't really do with that. Like, like there's a little bit like, especially like I think for smaller programs, yeah, but for like it's- bigger state programs, like unless you're talking to the, to the like admissions counselor, which is like very few rare. Um, at the not, undergrad level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the undergrad level, you're not really building that relationship as you would say, like, yeah, when like you know, the like the editor in chief at a publication is like, Hey, this wasn't the right fit, but what else do you have? Right. Like, yeah, that's, you know, that's a chance, you know, that's a, that's a connection and a, and a, in a relationship that is important because at a certain point, right. Like we all know that the best, that the reason why some people get programmed more than others is because they know the people programming. Um, mm-hmm. And Absolutely. those people programming want to program these people's work. And yeah, so like a lot of times with festivals, they don't even submit through the portal. They just mail the DVD to the office and mm-hmm. with the programmer's name on it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the place that I don't think people, I think there's a lot of stigma against it um, because it's like, Oh, nepotism, which yes, nepotism, but it is a relationship based off of merit and the work that you've created. And I think that, it's okay to know the folks and it's okay to be like, Hey, I have something. Do you know where it might fit? Um, you know, I think that I think is a fine thing to ask someone. If you know someone that is like a editor at a journalist or at a journal that you want or a programmer at a festival, I think it's always good to know what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. I think it'll also inform whether or not the films or writings you've done fit. Um, like, and that I think is like the hardest part about it, right? It's like you don't know what they want, and you have to hope that you have what they want. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even even if like even with you, even when you you submit to something that seems like a roughly good fit, you're not you're not privy to every thing. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. you don't know if last year. For example, like let's take um Heroes Pizza, for example, uh or no, um uh, uh help me with Synagogue. Synagogue, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um uh you don't know if like last year that that particular Asian American festival had like four films about cooking. You know, we don't you don't know, right? And then that year, even though it's probably overall a good fit, they might be a little bit like, you know, we've done a lot of that. Let's let's look at something else. You know, like Yeah you you never quite get the whole picture you, you never you never do um yeah and that's totally okay um and 
you know, like I, I even with like college apps. So I applied for a master's in composing. Um, and I applied three places. I only got into one. Um, but I really wanted to go to CU Boulder. Um, and in retrospect, that was kind of a dumb mistake on my part because I wrote a lot of vocal music. Um, and CU was not that at all. Right. Um, and that was kind of devastating because I put all of my music forward. I got into DU, but that's because I have a much stronger vocal program. Mm, um, I didn't know that. And so I, I didn't make the, those smart choices. Um, and it, and it can, and I find that that, that, um, submitting to college applications for arts programs often look a, looks a little bit more like submitting to um, various media outlets. Yeah. Um, because you are, you're, because st- because the truth is you cannot. Let me put it this way: um, my grades in jazz band told nobody anything. Like my grades in, in all of my music classes told the master's programs for composition, nothing about what kind of composer I was. They needed to see right. the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got into, um, into BU, you were on the wait list, right? Uh, yeah, I was on the wait list deferred. So it was mm-hmm. one of those things where if I was willing to wait a year, they would have reevaluate my app. Mm-hmm. to see if they would let me in um so but then you you got um an award on your film yeah 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 i mean yeah so i had already committed to going to cu boulder because i was like if mm-hmm. i can i can go to cu boulder and if i like it i'll stay there four years if i don't like it i'll do this thing that would be you mm-hmm. um because they have a, have a decent film program but then yeah got an award on my college app film called the admissions office, asked them to update my resume. Yeah. And that's probably honestly like getting that award on that film and, you know, calling the admissions office is probably what put my application back into like the stack. Um, yeah. And like a month later, you know, you were there with me when I told mm-hmm. you that yeah. I got this mysterious phone call. <laughs> Yeah, that. no, and and the, the thing is, that's the only thing you changed about your application. Yeah, exactly. Right? That was the like, only thing. My grades, my 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 ACT score, my SAT yeah. score, none of the all of that was the same. Um, right, and so it was. It, it, they were looking at your films, which is yeah. which is really it's a fa- that's fascinating to me. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's um, it's it's also incredibly fascinating because now they don't rec- they don't have an artistic supplement anymore really to get into film school yeah huh so yeah i know so that like it doesn't seem wise it doesn't <laughs> seem wise and i constantly think about how like oh wow like they're kind of not like like a kid like me wouldn't be able to get in right which is pretty wild um yeah. but that's another topic for another debate about gatekeeping in the arts oh, community for sure. um <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so, they they were completely just looking at my work, and they saw something in my work that fit with the program. Yeah, um, you know, they saw that I could tell a story in a way that they felt was you know required of telling stories. Yeah. 
So here's a question. What, when, what do you think changed your, um, what's the word? So like, cause when you start out doing submissions of stuff, it always, it often feels pretty. pretty oh yeah. It's you know? <laughs> like, what do you think was the thing that kind of like started changing it? Like, what did you do to start improving? Um, hmm. well, I started considering it a part of the process. Mm -hmm. I started thinking about every film I was making and in terms of where is it going to live? Is it going to live on the internet? Is it going to live in a theater? Is it going to live in the festival circuit? And then I kind of, I took a hard, long look at my work and I really contemplated like, is it the work? Is it me? And I kind of came to the conclusion that it is in fact the work the work Mm -hmm. wasn't the best it could have been Mm -hmm. and so i needed to start over from scratch and kind of really really reinvent the way that i work and then once i did that because i because the first film i did i intended to submit it to festivals like using that new model Mm -hmm. but by the time i like finished it was like kind of too late to submit to festivals and so i was like okay you know what i'll put it on the internet let people know i'm still making movies and yeah. then the second film, Heroes Pizza, I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty confident I can make a good movie. Because um, you know, the other film I made was pretty good. Like, it feels better. It feels more in line with what I want to be doing. So let me, you know, push further down that, right? And I think the thing that I think really reassured me was, like, this idea of, like, even if you submit, like, don't leave any doubt that the work you made was bad, uh, mm-hmm. as I think there was a lot of films I've made that I've put into festivals where I've re- seriously doubted the quality of the work that I put forward and whether or not I made a good movie. Yeah. And I think taking that mentality of no matter what, make sure you made a good film that you are proud of, even if it gets rejected really helped me because heroes pizza got rejected from everything. And, you know, it got on the, the short list, I think twice at New Filmmakers LA before finally getting programmed. So mm-hmm. a lot of half no's, half yeses. And I kept telling myself, like, no matter what, you made a really good film and it getting into a festival only validates that you, you know, like I, I changed it to getting into a festival just validates that it is a good film that you, but you already knew that. So, right. And I think that that shift in mind r- really helped me kind of be like shrug off rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I don't really know how it works for the writing world, but in the film world, if you submit early, it's usually cheaper. Um, uh, eh, eh, it's, so eh. It, in terms of film, like there's a season when you can time to make your film, depending on what track you want to go on. And I've gotten yeah. very lucky and I've happened to time my films on that track. Um, right. So it's it's I, I'm very lucky that I'm in that rhythm now because now. You know, it's not like I'm making a bunch of films and then I need to pay like $200 to submit to like, you know, some local festival because it's, you know, the the, the late deadline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's also because like I have some insider knowledge. Like I took a class on submitting to festivals and running film festivals. And as in having worked in the festival circuit, we know that we by the time it's like the late deadline, we most likely aren't going to take your film. There are not um, many slots left. No. Yeah, it's like it's got to be really, really good. Um, right right like kind of what you want to do is you want to be in early yeah. and be you want to be the thing to get knocked like you want to be the thing everyone else gets compared to exactly right you don't you want to come in and be fresher you want to set the tone which like you know going back to last week's episode on sports right in sports mm-hmm. 
you often want to set the rhythm of the game. You want to be in control of that. And you want to be in control of the tempo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's exactly what you have to do with submitting anywhere. Be, be first because it does set the tempo for everything else more so than you might think. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think a pretty underrated thing to look at. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think for me, it was that switch of knowing that I still made something good, even if it, even if it gets rejected and I'm still proud of it. I am still mm-hmm. wanting to show it to people and I'll get it out there somehow. And I think having that in the back of my head as like a guiding point, I think really, uh, really changed how I felt about getting rejected from festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. But, you know, but then again, it took a long time to get there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, let's like, not. I think like, probably the the first film I put into a festival circuit outside of like Wedding Crasher and Heroics was Rose of the Realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean. Rose of the I, Realm is a amazing learning experience. Exactly. But, you know, is it a great festival film? Eh, probably not. Um, yeah. Like, it, it's an internet film. It belongs on the internet, you know, easily accessible for everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I put that into, like, 30 film festivals. And uh, it uh, didn't get in anywhere. Um, and that was, like, a huge hit. Because that was, like, at the time, the most expensive film I made. Actually, no, it still is the most expensive film I've made. Um <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah, that was rough. Um and you know, subsequently pretty much all my college work, all my student work didn't really get into any sort of student film festivals. Um uh like I think like Wedding Crasher played at another student film festival and then um a short I DP'd played at a student film festival. There were like maybe three films that got in over the course of those like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were either old films or films that I wasn't directly like the creative behind. And I think, yeah, I think especially like, cause like for you, like I can imagine every rejection being rough um, because, yes. because you are like in some cases the sole author, right? Um, um yeah i have not submitted a single thing that i did any sort anything like co-authoring of yeah and i think like um, with film like at least you can be like ah well i'm glad so-and-so's film that i worked on got in somewhere right um yeah whereas like if you're the director writer and you didn't get in somewhere your crew's not gonna it, it's a i think it's i think it's always a bummer right but it's not as much of a bummer as it is to the person that whose name is on like like the first on the billing right yeah and yeah. I think that's that's always rough, but yeah, I mean, what ended up changing for me was <clears throat> essentially re taking a look at what got rejected, uh. um, like taking a look, like like looking at it, like did I get rejected, or did like like if if I boil it down, like, and this is very esoteric and like whatever, but like I think that writing in particular for me is me trying to communicate with other people about Mm. kind of more about myself and connecting with them. Like, um, and so what I kind of refocused on was like, Oh no, 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 no. They're not rejecting me as a person. What they're doing is saying like, um, I didn't hear you. 
And that could be any number of things, right? right? Like, you know, when you give someone a piece of advice, maybe it lands with them or maybe it doesn't, right? Depending on who they are. Or maybe you kind of bungled your words a little there. And I'm like, oh, this might not have been that good of a communication. I might have done a bad job, right? Like, but that doesn't make what's sitting at the core bad. It doesn't make, like, that doesn't make my soul wrong, right? right? (laughs) You know, um, the worst that can be, that can be is like, oh, I just didn't do a good job communicating, right? Like, that's what this is for me is it's a very extended long drawn out complicated form of communicating with people um but like if i misspeak in a conversation with somebody nobody's gonna call me a bad person Mm -hmm. um for you know slipping up on on my words it's it's the same thing and so when i got into that mindset of like oh no that's you know that that changed and it changed it to being like, okay, this is just information, right? Like if my goal is to communicate my, my work, um, myself and connect with other people through writing, that's my goal. Um, and you know, like what the, what the public, what being published means is that I get to communicate with more people. Um, right. And, and that, the the work the story the whatever um exists in a much more tangible form um to be shared and and um to mean something to people right like that's what publication mm-hmm. is for then an acceptance and a rejection both mean something it's all information it's just it turned it purely into information right. um for me where it's like oh okay uh this didn't work here and like it starts becoming a game. Like if, if, a, if like, for example, like if a work never really gets picked up anywhere, I'm, I might reassess that work. Um, like be like, hmm, maybe this one isn't right for public publishing. Um, and the upside though, is I was mostly doing really short stuff and poetry at the time. So it's like, Oh, okay. Well that I can just set that poem aside. I have 40 others that I can take a look at. Right. Or right. Yeah. It's not the same as like a huge investment. Um, as like what I've been doing lately, which is writing really long form, which means, okay, got to polish, got to polish and polish and polish because, right. you know, I, you, some people can, but like on the whole, you can't bang out a novel in a week, you know, <laughs> like you can, but can you? Like you can bang out a vomit draft maybe, yeah, like, but not like a publishable novel. Right. But not in the way that you could write. 10 poems in a week right yes. and many of them might actually be good you know like right. um and so it but yeah it turned it everything into just this is just information um for me achieving my goal this is not the goal the goal is the communication right um and being accepted is a success right it means mm-hmm. oh cool i got in this is progress. This is helpful for achieving my goal. And it means I achieved it on some level, right? I, I, I yeah. communicated with way more people. Um, my story reached people. I, I hopefully moved some, like any number of things, right? Like that's success, but it also tells me information and a failure isn't uh, a rejection is not, I failed at my goal or that my goal is bad or I'm bad. It's just, um, this didn't work in my attempt to achieve my goal. That's it. You know, it's a, it's a miss. Like that's all it is. Right. Like if you're, 
if you're aiming at a target like if you're like shooting arrows or something um a miss is just a miss it just tells you things you haven't if you're assuming your goal is to become good at archery um a single miss does not you have not failed your goal um yeah you know and a single bullseye also does not mean you are suddenly a very good archer yeah it just means you did something right exactly you know and it and you need to learn from that as much as you need to learn from your failures like yeah often we sometimes recontextualize failure as a learning experience i think we also need to recontextualize successes as learning experiences right like why did this work yeah you know, oh my I god think yeah. sometimes i think sometimes we completely ignore the fact that like we need to look at why this worked too yeah i mean like, that, that there's something yeah no exactly i mean that's that's a big part of i think like as you grow and as you submit right you start to learn like, oh, these are the things that people are responding to in my work. Yeah. Let me try and do that again, right? You start taking those those wins, those successes, and you start putting them back in. And eventually, you get like one piece that is like pretty solid in, in, in that department, right? And I think, yeah, no, that's a great way to phrase that. Recontextualizing success to like inform how you want to move forward as well as your failures. Like, yeah. Because I mean, like, if you look at like where you've succeeded, right? Because like success is often dismissed as like a, oh, it's just the end goal, right? You succeeded. Right, right, right. Bada yeah, bing, bada boom, you're done. And you don't but, need to think about it. You're just like that, just enjoy it, right? But it's like, no, 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 there's there's, there's something to learn there. Yeah. Um, And it's actually changed how I request feedback now. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I'll ask, like, I want to know what doesn't work. Definitely. Like, please tell me that stuff. But like, also, please tell me what does because if you show me where all the holes are, I need to know what sort of stuff to patch it with. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Like if, like, if you're like, here's this, fa- if someone points out to me, like this foundation is great. Uh, it doesn't work here, here and here though. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I did, but you did point out what I did. Well, I can take, I can build on that instead of just trying to completely just fix what was broken. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it all kind of lines up. For, yeah, in short, submission is just part of the process, you know, like, and I think about it this way of like, like, honestly, um, I'm sure being in festivals was a goal for you. Um, Are you done? No. Did you do it? It'll never end, right? No, it's (laughs) because the goal is to be the best filmmaker you can be. And, exactly right and and to and to share your stories with people i would assume right right it's it's not yeah making the film and getting it into one festival is not the end of the narrative there is right right so much more beyond that that you have to do like right oh if boy. i if if i am lucky enough to have a book on a shelf in a store someday that does not mean i have succeeded at becoming right. an amazing writer yeah, I it means I have gotten way closer, I think. Um, but also, have you read some garbage that gets pre- published? Some of it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Some of it's really bad. Yeah. You know, and on the one hand, like great for them. It's also my taste. It's like all that stuff. It's also I actually find that really encouraging because I'm like, I like. I, I have read stuff that's been published at this point where I'm like. I think my writing is better than this, you know, like, <laughs> and that's very encouraging, you know, like, um, yeah. like I, I, I don't know about you, but every time I, I 
think about certain Michael Bay films, I, I imagine that might be similarly for you. It's like, I can tell a better story than this, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, no, it's, yeah. Definitely. But the, going back to my metaphor, the goal isn't to get a bullseye. The goal is to be a good archer, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And no individual sort of success is going to be the make individual make or break thing. Um, Correct. And, and I think that's something that's really important is that you have to learn that, like, I think you need to learn as a person, like that, what you, you should love being an archer. You should not like, and part of that can be enjoying getting bullseyes and disliking mm-hmm. when you miss. But yeah. if your only goal is to hit bullseyes, I don't know if you're ever going to be that good of an archer because you got to miss a lot mm-hmm. and you're not going to get like, like something I think about is like, like with this is like, I bet you that the greatest archer in the world probably will have missed the bullseye by the time they die. They will have missed the bullseye so many more times than they will have hit it. Oh yeah. Right. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever keep track of how many things you've written. No, that'd be, in, I'd, I'd lose my mind, but yeah, yeah, I mean that, but that's the thing, right? It's like, it's like, there's so much more things that we've done, created, written, filmed that is maybe not the work we show people because we're like, uh, it, 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 it kind of missed the mark. Um, right. You know? And I think that's fair, right? Like, so you have to like, you have to learn to love the drawing of the bow yeah the feeling of the arrow getting loosed the process you have to learn to love the thing you have to want to be be the thing not um not get markers of success or failure you gotta be the writing you gotta be the movie you do you gotta (laughs) be the poem yeah be the shot like yeah and you know normally i don't make such pronouncements like this but I, i i might die on this hill i might die on the hill of like you got to love the thing, not the success or failure. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. You, you got to love it. And it's okay if you get frustrated with it, but you still got to love it. You know? Right. And like, I'm also of the mind of like the success and failure. Who knows what your definition of that is or what it means or what it's going to look like. Look yeah. at Van Gogh. That man did oh, not yeah. have many markers of success. But damn, were the painting's good. Yeah, there's more than one composer out there whose work was discovered after they died and not because they weren't trying to like get their work out there, but because they didn't care to. They just liked doing it. Um, And so. I sometimes sit here and think, you know, I bet you anything that some of the greatest living artists just aren't that successful by objective terms um right by by objective terms as determined by an outside society but i think that they're still probably really amazing at it and oh yeah you know and and so like i think about this like you and i have um extrinsic goals that require submission Mm -hmm. um but that is not going to be the thing that is one way in which to approach it. It is not the only way. And, Correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
but uh, I think I that's think a good we, place. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 hit we hit forty again. Yeah, well, oh, on man. the recording, I don't know how how much editing will carve out, but you know, yeah, uh, not much these days. I really just trim like I don't trim know whenever there's a bad noise, but for the most part, I leave everything in, including our ums and butts. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> because it does not demune from the quality of the work we put out on this show. Um, <laughs> it actually is kind of nice. Um, but today is the end of, or this is the end of this episode, not the end. Of, I don't know where I was going with that sentence, but we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the app. That's yeah, that's the app. Uh, so with that, you can follow Dane and Derek everywhere. Uh, and you can see um, the movies that I'm making uh, you go to my Vimeo this week, vimeo.com slash Derek Aiello. Go there. There's some Vimeo stuff there. Uh, yeah. Um, you can find my writing uh, at danewrites.com. There's a link out to my Substack, which is where you can find a collection of my writing. Um, that one, speaking of publishing and uh, submitting, that is honestly just a place where I put work that I kind of have good feelings about on the whole, but may or may not want to publish or some cases cases may have already published uh and you can find podcast and links to music as well there yeah that might be it that might be it that might be it well while this might not be the end of it uh this might be it for this week so catch you next time (laughs) see ya